0: we do. where are
1: you? Well, the years start coming and they don't stop coming and they don't stop coming and they don't stop coming they don't stop coming and they don't stop coming and they don't stop coming and they don't stop coming they don't stop coming and 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 they don't stop coming they don't stop coming and they don't
2: stop coming to another edition of AA Ogre, Toad's Ogre. I'm usual host Will, and joining me as per, as per usual, I keep doing that, uh, as per usual, is my good buddy Matt. Hey Matt.
1: Hey Will, how's it going?
2: I'm okay. And we're also joined once again by Chris. Hey Chris. Hello. Uh, and we got a bit of a, a threefer this Ooh-hee. time. Yeah, this time around. Um, so... As you guys are probably aware, I'm talking to listeners, uh, but I guess also to you, too. um, There was a new Scooby-Doo movie that came out this month. Uh, Not the theaters, uh, as it originally was intended, but in its VOD release or debut, we got Scoop, which is a new Warner Animation Group film based on the Hanna-Barbera property of the same name. And There's
1: kind of a, a funny cosmic sort of humor to the fact that this latest Scooby-Doo movie ended up just being yet another Scooby-Doo direct yeah. to VOD. Yeah,
2: that <laughs> thought decreased my mind as well when um it was announced that it was going to be on VOD. But uh, yeah, so basically, uh, we got a new Scooby-Doo movie. We figured, you know, obviously we had to capitalize on this. So we're going to be talking about Scoob, but we're not really going to be diving too deep into that because if, um. We did a episode of Cinemaholics together. You guys were a guest on the show, and mm-hmm. we talked for roughly an hour with our friend John Negroni. And if you want to check out our more in-depth thoughts on the film, feel free to check out that episode. I think it's a lot of fun, and I hope you yeah. enjoy it. But um, we'll It was a tr- nice time. Yeah. We'll mostly be talking about the film just in relation to uh, 2002 Scooby-Doo, which we obviously rewatched again for this month. And a surprise... Scooby Doo Two: Monsters Unleashed, which was the 2004 sequel to 2002's Scooby and Do- Scooby Doo. <laughs> um, so yeah, and it we- ain't
1: Elgar first.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say. So we've done um, three other seasons of the show now. This is our fourth season, and we've had movies that had sequels, like uh, obviously there's Shrek Two, Shrek the Third, and Shrek Forever After, and then there's Garfield Tale of Two Kitties, and then uh, I mean it's not technically a sequel, but there's a Grinch uh, in conjunction right. to The Cat in the Hat, but we haven't really, with the exception of The Grinch, like, I mean, we did talk about that film when we did, yet again, another uh, episode of Cinemaholics, when you guys came on to talk about the 2018 film. We also
1: uh, talked about Scared Shrekless, if that counts for yeah. anything. <laughs> I mean,
2: somewhat, yeah. so we, It's, we, like,
1: on the same trail, but not exactly there.
2: Right, but, yeah, so, like, I mean... Initially, like our original plan for the show was that we were going to do like Shrek two and season two, and then Shrek the third and season three, and then I don't know for some reason, me, you, and uh, eventually, I guess Chris, we were just I don't know. We just found the idea kind of boring, and we
0: got really Shrek it out. Uh,
1: it's it, weird to think yeah. that in an alternate universe, I'd now be through my fifth viewing of Shrek forever after, yeah. <laughs> which you
2: still have never seen, right? I think you haven't.
1: I still have never seen it. I own yeah. a DVD of it. Yeah.
2: But um, yeah, so we kind of we 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 ditched our original concept, which I think to me makes the idea of this podcast being called "An Ogre to Its Ogre" even funnier because he I yes. haven't really talked about ogres in in roughly <laughs> three years. But um, yeah, so we haven't really done any sequels to the films. We mostly you know we switch gears each season, basically. So mm-hmm. we we opt not really to see any sequels, and then we mostly focus on the films we're talking about. So up. I mean, I personally I don't think I've actually seen or rewatched any of the Shrek movies or Garfield movies besides the ones we talked about in the show. So this is the first time that in addition to revisiting the uh, 2002 Scooby-Doo, I also watched the sequel to the film we talked about, which I don't know how you guys felt about the sequel, but I think, I think, it, I think it'd be a illuminating experience for how I ultimately feel about 2002's film.
1: I I agree. It, 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 can, it colored 2002, in a different way. Right, yeah, it just
2: kind of makes you put it in a different perspective. I don't know if it'll be better or worse. We'll have to kind of discuss that together, but real quick, we're just going to do kind of our general uh, observations for 2002's uh, film since we did, like we said, rewatch it. So, Matt, do you want to kick us off with what you took notes on this time?
1: Sure, I don't have a ton. You want me just to blast through them, however, quick? you want to do it. Okay, um, shaggy in the opening scene goes he shouts zoinks while he's in the barrel skateboarding and and i always notice that when he yells that line just because it's so loud i think it's just matthew lillard's natural speaking Mm -hmm. voice or yelling voice yeah i always notice that um is daphne trying to guess the voodoo guys like reverse psychology a fresh joke this is a genuine question for you the part where she's like unless you don't want me to go up there because you want me to think that you want me to go up there, but like that whole mm-hmm. part—is that a fresh joke? Because I feel like I see it in everything, and I just want to know if 2002
0: Scooby-Doo was a trendsetter or just a follower. Uh, I, I I can't. I don't, I don't know if I can honestly say that 2002 Scooby-Doo yeah. set any trend.
2: Yeah, I, I, I have to imagine that yeah. was done
1: before in some variation or another.
0: I figured as much. But it's James Gunn, so you know, who knows? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, I noticed that Fred's outfit in 2002 is his cartoon one without the white sweater, essentially, because he has, like, a blue-collared shirt on. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, that's a (laughs) note. Um, (laughs) I also, I think, I I have a theory that Volkswagen (laughs) refused to sponsor this movie or something, because I can't think of any good reason why the mystery machine is not a microbus and is instead, like, just an indescript SUV you think Um, not even an SUV it's just like a van well
2: I mean yeah do you think they were banking on some sort of sponsorship that they could CG onto it and then they just never (laughs) got one I I don't know I feel like they would have gotten something but I don't know
1: um I have two more notes on the first movie which one is uh when they're talking to the press at the end about Scrappy uh they're all standing in their like classic poses Mm -hmm. if that makes sense like yeah Velma has the hands behind her back uh Daphne's kind of posing. Fred has a hand in his pocket. It, it's just a nice little touch. Um, and then the other note I have is I just I just wrote down the line Scooby's been eaten. I gotta save him just because I really mm-hmm. like that line. Sure. <laughs> it's been eaten by the floor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That All right, uh, Chris, how about you?
0: Yeah, I've got a couple notes. Um, so uh, when they get to to Spooky Island and Daphne is like, oh, I was worried I had to lug these bags all the way to the hotel. And, uh, says, that's what Spooky is all about. Realizing your worst fear. And on this, uh, rewatch, I realized that since, since, uh, Scrappy is Mondavarius, uh, Scrappy would have realized that Daphne does have a, aversion to, to having to carry all her bags. So that was a direct mm. call out to that.
1: Hmm. Hmm. All right. I like that.
0: um, Daphne saying, "I'm gonna go research cults on the net" is the most two thousand, yeah. the most early 2000s thing ever. <laughs>
2: She's so proud of herself too in that line.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna go research cults on the net. Um, and then uh, I don't know why I didn't notice this before, but when when they all show up at the airport, it's um, obviously it's 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 warm outside because everybody's dressed for summer. But Shaggy's got like this bane coat on. Yeah. -hmm. (laughs) I noticed that this time, too. It's like he's got a fur jacket on. It's like, what the...
1: a winter jacket,
0: yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The Bane coat. Uh, I think I've mentioned this before, but the wire work... I was going to do my Bane
2: accent, (laughs) but no, keep going.
0: (laughs) I I think I've uh, mentioned this before, but the the wire work in this movie is horrendous. Yeah, you've you've talked about the... (laughs) um, I think we
2: primarily talk about the fight with uh, the wrestler, the Telemundo guy, and... um, uh Daphne and then we the the guy I think
0: that one's I think that one's kind of cartoonish but the, the 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 more um egregious the guy getting is,
2: thrown by the lady
0: yeah yeah uh at the beginning um like she throws him and he he kind of like in 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 frame he kind of swings upwards a yeah. little bit just for for a millisecond I think and they I, I even noticed yeah. that when I was a kid
2: I think they could have maybe fixed that if it was edited a little better which is weird because Raja Gaznell was an editor <laughs> Um, but, yeah, like, it's, it's, like, something where it's, like, you can just tell they were, like, alright, lift him up, and push him. <laughs> like, you can, you can just see the direction yeah. of it. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, um, the only other,
0: okay. yeah, just the last thing is that I, I always found it weird that Shaggy didn't notice that he was elbowing that guy in the face when he was pretending to dance.
1: Okay, so I'm actually never sure about yeah that. I'm, is uh, he supposed to know that he's knocking that guy out because I kind of think he is, but also like you said, there he he doesn't completely acknowledge it, but he looks around and seems kind of surprised to see the guy knocked out. Uh, yeah, yeah but you, there's no way you wouldn't notice elbow I think him. he there's no I way. think he
2: does know it afterwards like I don't think he does it he knows it in the moment but like after he does a little dancing he rubs his elbow. Then turns around, notices the guys passed out, and then like does a dance thing. So I think that's I think the intent is that like he like when he's doing the thing he doesn't think about it, but afterwards he's like, oh my elbow hurt. Like what? I, oh, I knocked him out. So then he's like, yeah, I did something. So I think that was what the intent of that scene was.
0: I mean, yeah, it's kind of I agree. It's kind of a cartoony thing. It's something you would see in a in an animated um, program, like yeah. you know, like yeah. someone reaches back with their fist and slams somebody in the face, and they don't realize it. I, I think in live action, it's Kind of weird, and I almost yeah. have to wonder if that if that little element is like a relic of PG thirteen Scooby Doo, where like for example Shaggy is so high he doesn't realize what he's doing.
1: <laughs>
2: I don't know. I think that might Maybe. be a stretch, but um, who knows? Uh,
1: but but yeah, because but also the other thing about it though is that the dance that he does feels oddly like it's intended to knock that guy out. So I don't know. I so mean, you think he was yeah. consciously uh, doing that. I. I think a little bit. Yeah. I think he's, I think, it, or maybe there was a version where he, I don't know. That's, that's the reason the scene troubles me. Cause it's really unclear.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Um, oh, I, one more thing sure. is that uh, from this and in monsters and leash, there's something very endearing about how much Scooby and Shaggy love each other.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Like, especially the way um, that Scooby tackles Shaggy at the, at the very end mm-hmm. and, and starts looking at him like it's, for all of these movies' faults, Matthew Lillard just absolutely nails the role of Shaggy. Sure. And, yes. Um, he uh, it interacts with the CGI characters so well. Like yeah. when Isla Fisher's character, uh, Mary Jane, she's possessed and she picks them both up, mm-hmm. and then um, Scrappy has her uh, um, has her hand him to him when she hands over Scooby and then uh, Scrappy picks him up. Uh, Isla Fisher still has her hand holding out for a couple of seconds after that happens. So <laughs> she kind of she kind of um, whiffs on interacting with the CGI character. But Matthew Lillard, you like you, you totally believe that he's actually interacting with a dog.
1: Yeah. And he's even better in the second one, I thought, too.
0: Yeah, I agree.
2: Um, I don't know if I that's all I had. Yeah. I mean, I'll have to talk a little bit about his performance, but I do agree that um his chemistry with Scooby-Doo is really just the thing that always sucks. It sticks out to me about this movie. Every time I watch it, like, especially in that ending scene, like the way he's just able to like bounce off of the CG character in a way that feels very effortless and sincere is what I think ultimately sells the like CG Scooby-Doo. Cause I think we've talked enough about like, yeah, the special effects for Scooby-Doo are just generally, you know, very dated and, and you, it's, it would, it would be very hard to believe like that he's there if it weren't for Matthew Lloyd's performance. So that it's really a testament to what, yes what he's able to pull off. All
0: right. I do think that um, the, uh, fidelity of Scooby-Doo kind of varies throughout the movie.
2: Sure. Yeah.
0: It doesn't have the peaks and valleys of Garfield, but uh, it's definitely, you could, the ups of Scooby-Doo are definitely sharper than the long shots.
2: Yeah, I guess so. Mm-hmm. Um, So, a couple of my notes. Uh, I talked about this with you guys off the air, but since I wrote a note about it, and I figured I should talk about it. I've come to the conclusion that Tim Curry would have been a better Monteverius, or Monteverius, uh yeah I mean I I get that they were trying to like have Rowan Atkinson play against type and kind of playing like oh you know he can't be the villain so and so because he's such a goofball but I feel like Tim Curry could have taken that balance better like you initially like see Tim Curry's like oh he's a villain but then he could sell like oh I'm just like you know befuddled befuddled, uh, amusement park owner I just want the best for my kids but then like he could sell the evil and I just think it would work better in my opinion um one line that I think is kind of rated, i don't know if it's actually supposed to be funny—but something about the way Freddie Prince Jr. delivers it always gives me a chuckle. Is when he's talking to Velma in the airport, and he's just like, "NASA, huh?" <laughs> uh, just kind of <laughs> cracks me up because <laughs> it's such—it's such a like throwaway, useless line like before they they reunite yeah. with Daphne. But there's something about the way he just like, "NASA, huh?" Um, it, it just ca- cracks me up. Another line that still cracks me up each time I see the movie is when uh, they're running away from the uh, Fred gang and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like they're in that little, like, shed area and Scooby's just mm-hmm. like, Fred's in a bad mood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Something about that always cracks me up. I also think... It's a good yeah. line. <laughs> um, I also think that Fred's performance is li- more lively and inspired when he's doing, like, the bro-y frat guy. Like, I think he's fine as... <laughs> um, as just Fred, general like Fred, uh, Fred neutral, but something about his performance as like the like yo 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 thing, I, I see, it feels like he's like having yeah. more fun with that. So um, that's a note I took. I think I took that a while ago. Um, it's weird that Fred and Velma have more chemistry <laughs> than Fred and uh, Daphne. Uh, uh, something about that that strikes me as very odd. Um, and I also. Uh, I noticed that Shaggy, when they're doing the Bart, the Burt farting scene, and he turns around and does the Are You Challenging Me line, he holds his hands out like pistols a little bit. <laughs> like he's going to do like a Western show-off, uh, standoff, I mean. Shaggy Yeah, is? it's like a little... Oh, yeah. I, don't know, I didn't notice that before until now. Oh, um, uh, yeah. And then I also wrote that it's kind of weird that the movie devotes like seven minutes, everyone making out, the end. <laughs> just like these Um, guys are gonna make out and these guys are gonna make out and shaggy's gonna make out with scooby (laughs) so what were you gonna say
1: um well i just i remember the thing i was gonna say which was um i i find myself in both the first this was in response to your note about the fred's in a bad mood line um i find myself regard like i think like despite scooby's strange design I do find myself endeared to the character and I like genuinely find the not it, I think it's the vocal performance that sells it for me that and sometimes it's like genuinely cute um, like there's a scene in the second movie and I know we're not quite on it yet but when, when he's like looking around the big mansion and he's like whoo. A clue, and I don't know. It just it just seems like kind of the the voice actor gives Scooby like a childlike innocence that I I think does work for these movies. Yeah, no, I find yeah, um,
0: Scooby's that. laugh in these movies is extremely infectious. Yes,
2: No, <laughs> 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 that's Sorry, yeah, that's Mickey. That's the Oh, are oh, you talking about Scooby's laugh? That's sorry. I thought you were talking about Shaggy's laugh. Uh, no, no, Scooby. Like
0: <laughs> the the way that his giggle is just it always makes me chuckle because mm-hmm. it's just so yeah, well done. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> um uh yeah, so I think that's as good as any uh transition into Monsters Unleashed. Um so yep. I'm very curious 'cause I am very curious because i do not think I've seen this movie in about like fifteen years. Like it's been a long time.
1: Oh wow. I don't know.
2: I mean it might have been sooner than that. Like I know I've watched it a couple times as a kid, but I haven't watched this film nearly as many times as I've seen the two thousand two version. Uh
1: See, I was the other okay. way around. I, when I was a kid, saw the second one a lot.
2: I just, because I, I've talked about this before, but, like, I just didn't really remember the second movie that well. Like, I knew I saw it, mm-hmm. and I remember moments of it. Like, I definitely remembered the, like, potion scene really well, mostly, like,
0: yeah, buff, buff
2: uh, shaggy. Like, I remember that really well.
0: <laughs> I totally forgot about buff shaggy. Really?
2: I mean, like, even beyond, like, the movie itself, like, I feel like that's been, like, a meme for a while. So, like, I just feel uh so i feel <laughs> like
0: that's I, the only like the the shaggy meme i'm familiar with is him him being some kind of eldritch god
1: oh yeah well yeah that people would use the buff picture of him with that
0: oh i hmm, i don't know if i've seen the buff picture version
2: it's it's out there yeah i mean i've, I've seen a couple yeah. memes of it for sure but um the only other scene besides that i remember particularly well before i re-watched the film was the one where seth
1: i think Colesville sucks what's
2: oh no no um it was the uh, Seth Green interrogating Shaggy and, oh. and Scooby. Just because I was at the uh...
1: yeah, that's a strange. Scene. Well, I, I'll, I'll tell you why. Because there's a very
2: specific reason I remember that scene, and it's because um, when I was at the or no, the um, Dollar Theater when I was a kid, like this was like 2005 or six. Um, I remember after whatever movie we saw, there was like a guy like selling strips of film as like you know like a little giveaway thing. And they were just like, hey, you know, like this is like what they show in the theater, like when you're watching the movie. And like, I remember holding it to light, and like the one they had was from like Monsters Unleashed. And it was like that scene where uh, <laughs> where Seth Green was like sc- jumping out to scare uh, Shaggy. And then yeah. like, I just remember Shaggy's face being like recoiled in fear. And that's like the only, th- I just remember that vividly. So that's how I, I remember that scene. But those are the only two <laughs> moments I really remembered from that movie before I rewatched it.
1: Nice.
2: So uh yeah, so why do you have uh more fondness for this film as a kid than uh the two thousand two film that?
1: Oh, it wasn't necessarily that I had more fondness as a kid. This was just um I had Scooby Doo two thousand two on VHS and I had Monsters Unleashed. Oh, uh, okay, on DVD. I got you. <laughs> and so we had Monst- Monsters Unleashed was along with uh the SpongeBob movie and um the Cat in the Hat, it was one of the movies that we had in the car at all times. I see. So, I have fond memories of rewinding and laughing at a few different moments. And like one was the potion scene. I remember watching the potion scene a lot. Um, and the Seymour Shaggy and Scooby do a rap song over the like sounds of the machine. Oh, yeah. I remember I... laughing at that with okay, my siblings so a lot.
0: I wanted to point uh, since you mentioned the rap scene. I
1: yeah yeah go for it.
0: Probably one of the things I laughed at the hardest in today's rewatch is Shaggy's line, when monsters see my face, they start to scream and shake like a girl with Justin Timberlake. (laughs) That's that's a really funny line um, for (laughs) some reason. Yeah,
2: yeah. so Chris, uh, what was your familiarity with Monsters Unleashed before this watch or rewatch?
0: So the first time I saw Monsters Unleashed, um, it was... um, I was uh, in a church group with my family, and while the adults would do their Bible stuff, uh, the kids would, would watch, um, you know, a movie or something in the basement. And so that this was the movie that we watched in one instance, and I remember enjoying it uh, quite a bit.
2: Hmm. That was not the answer I was anticipating.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I saw it a few times after that, because I got the DVD from Netflix back when people did, you know, old stuff like DVDs from Netflix, you know. Uh, and you know I saw it a few times I I remember when I was a kid enjoying this one more than uh, the first one and I think a lot of that boils down to just how this one is absolutely way more cartoony than the first
2: one that was um, something I definitely noticed upon this rewatch that was my main takeaway is that this one is a lot more goofy and a lot more cartoony and a lot more CG friendly than the
0: previous one. yeah
1: this one feels like straight like there there are a, pl- a handful of set pieces in this one that feel straight out of the original cartoon. Yeah. Yes,
0: uh, one of my favorites is in this movie is when um, Scooby and Shaggy are sneaking through the mansion and they they're they're in the hallway and they pass in front of the window. Then they're in the dark and they're and every time they're re illuminated they're in a different pose. Yes,
1: yes, that was very cartoony. Like I think
0: that's the closest the best thing we could have gotten um, closest to the. The hallway gag of running through different doors.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, they also do the them in bushes in the one scene. Yeah, the, the bushes with feet. Uh, hit them. It, honestly, at the beginning when they're the museum is first getting robbed and they're hanging from the ropes, getting pulled around the room. That's very classic Scooby Doo. Like the gang tries to do a trap and it goes wrong and leads to Shaggy and Scooby in some silly stunt.
0: Oh yeah, and they they, they they've got their the the ropes wrapped around their hands and they look at each other yeah and then get
1: pulled yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and i like
0: the sound effects in the, it as well like, yeah you know i, I mm-hmm. first noticed it when um they're uh <laughs> surfing down the mountainside and um scooby grabs the tree branch and you know he yeah Wait, oh over. and they,
1: they do the run one a couple times yeah blah, 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 blah.
0: Uh,
1: <laughs> speaking of that mountain that, that apparently in the middle of Coolsville, there is a yeah. ridiculously <laughs> tall mountain.
0: That reminds me of <laughs> uh, of um, the live action TMNT, where mm. you've got New York and then all of a sudden there's an action set piece on a snowy
2: yeah. mountain. Well,
0: it so doesn't make any sense. Where is this?
2: Yeah, so it's it's it's, it's, yeah. it's
0: it's always funny when they get when they devise action set pieces like this where geographically it makes no sense.
2: Right. <laughs> well. Um, since we're making comparisons weirdly enough the movie i kept thinking of while i was doing this rewatch of monsters Unleashed* was fantastic four rise of the silver surfer uh okay in that like when you see i don't know how well you guys remember um uh the fantastic four movies from the 2000s but uh the first movie was like kind of like had a similar deal to the first scooby-doo where it was like kind of like a little bit adult like pushing p it was pg-13 i think yeah it was like you know yeah. kind of you know a little like sexy a little risque at points but it was by and large like mm-hmm. a family movie and then the second one was just like directly pg it was just like a kid movie yeah, yeah. and it was a lot more like kind of like goofy in that regard goofy. and that and it had like kind of more there was like definitely pains taken to make it more like the comic because they were like under there was complaints so, that like you know like this this was deviating from the comic in this way and that way and so like that movie was making strides to be like the comic you know not that it made the movie much better but there was definitely efforts made on that regard in that regard. Um, mm-hmm. this movie kinda does something similar where like you guys were suggesting, there are definitely a lot of pains yes. here to make this more like the cartoon. Like there's probably people mm-hmm. being like, I don't like the adult humor, I don't like the sex humor. Uh like I wanna watch this with my kids and see this is like I don't know why I'm assuming like this is like <coughs> a parent talking. <laughs> but like uh this is, you know, this I want something that's like kind of closer to the original cartoon, like something I watched back in the '70s, and that's yeah. that's kind of like the direction I feel like the movie takes to the point where I feel like this movie doesn't really have a plot. <laughs> uh, it kind of doesn't. It, it it just kind of feels like a lot of homages, and like there's like a premise which is that like Scooby and Shaggy want to prove their worth to the gang, uh, and then. Velma is also like has like this B plot where she is like trying to be more in touch with her feminine side, I guess, because she's in like this romantic.
1: Yeah, they they each have like a little mini arc, but Shaggy's and Scooby's is obviously the most. Yeah.
2: And then like then they're just monsters Ebb (laughs) and they're just out and about. And that just kind of happens at at the hour
1: point. I think what it is, is that um, this one basically has just from like a an overall plot point. Uh, it has like the, the plot of a standard 20 minute episode. Right. That's what I mean. Yeah. But it's, you know, an hour hour and a half. Um, and so there's a lot of, like you said, there's a lot of padding. Uh, I do think it works. I do think that 2002 is a tighter movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I think I enjoy this one more just because it's, I think it's like more classic Scooby Doo, and I think this one has more fun set pieces. Yeah, yeah. And it, I also, agree. it doesn't have as many ugly CG monsters <laughs> as the. First well, I one. mean, there
2: are. There's a lot of CG in this. Like a lot more CG in this, but, mm-hmm. but a there's lot also more, a lot more practical. Um, somewhat, yeah. But like, there's a lot more efforts. I was gonna say to make the CG like not look like it's supposed to be realistic and just like making it look very cartoonish and animated. So I think that's why it goes it, down a little yeah. bit smoother.
0: I mean, there's that, but also like the the 2002 CGI monsters are like really rubbery, right? And yeah. it's off-putting. But the, I think there's it's a lot cleaner in this one. Um, and it's true that there are ghosts, and I'm sure that the mist around them helped kind of um, definitely mask some um, of the age of the CGI. Yeah. Um, and I, I think to the to the um, credit of the uh, VFX producers, they, they did a really good job because uh, apart from the goo monster the ghost in this didn't really look that bad for this being Oh,
1: I think they look downright good in some cases. I agree. Yeah, like um, I thought the 49er uh, yeah, was I thought
2: great. I thought he looked great. I thought the other kind of ghoulish uh like yellow mist person. I forget the exact. The yeah, zombie. The zombie. Yeah, I thought that I thought he looked great. I I
0: almost think that yeah. that was a uh, that, that was a prosthetic. That's what it's, it, it's, the the zombie is a I puppet. was going to say
2: it looked like a mix of like practical and CG, which is why I think it looked yeah. really good. Um
0: yeah. But, um, I liked a lot of um, Scooby doos uh, stuff that he did in this movie. Yeah, like when he collects the clues, like you said, Matt, and he, yeah, and Shaggy's like, "That's not clues. That's just stuff you want." And then uh, <laughs> Scooby and sings into the microphone, Ruby dooey doo." Yeah, like, I just.
1: That's another one that we would always rewind. I, I, it's, it plays out so well. Shaggy goes, what, what, how is a toilet brush a clue? And the way that Scooby answers is just immediately singing into
0: it. <laughs> and then they both sing a duet together. Yeah. And, they, and they, both, <laughs> they both know the lines of the song they're singing. And it's it really classic. speaks to how in touch they are with each other.
1: Which
2: yep, is yep. A, a notably better scene than the Scoob scene mm-hmm. where they try to do something similar. And it's just, just very cringy and awkward. Um, but we'll talk about more about Scoob in a bit, I suppose.
1: I was thinking about the farts. I thought you were going to compare it to the farting in,
2: scene. In, uh, the, in the first movie? Okay. Yeah. I, I was trying to remember. If see, I don't want to give away my thoughts too early on Scoop, but I, it is evaporating from my memory.
1: I, I'll be honest with you. I don't remember which scene you're referring to with them. Singing. It's why <laughs> were they
2: saying shallow in front of Simon Cow?
1: Oh, yeah. right. So, yeah, I mean, oh,
2: I forgot about that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, to the further prove my point that, um, but yeah, so, sorry, what were we, oh, yeah, so we were talking about Scooby and Shaggy. Oh, yeah, the other thing I was going to mention is that uh, the villain, like the main mass villain of this, also reminded me a lot of Doctor Doom's design. In Fantastic yeah. Four, which is another reason why I thought about that yeah. movie. <laughs> um, but I want to talk to you guys primarily about the new additions to the film. So, uh, up the air, we talked a little bit already about Alicia Silverstone being in the film, but there's also Peter Boyle, the late Peter Boyle. Uh, Tim Blake Nelson mm-hmm. is in this, and Seth Green. Now uh, a very...
1: Tim Blake Nelson as the Vulture from Spider-Man. Basically, yes.
2: Um,
0: <laughs> but
2: I'm very curious, because I have some thoughts about this, but I want to hear first where you guys stand on these new additions to the cast.
0: I think the, um, the addition of, of Seth Green leaned a little bit too heavily on misdirection.
2: Yeah, he was just yeah. a blank slate of a character, though. He <laughs> just said something to...
0: Like, he was kind of just yeah. like a plot device right. to, like, a, a misdirect. Right. Um, although I did... I So... There's one specific movie trope that i that I just adore and I wish more movies did it is like when a good guy is revealed to be the bad guy, he uh, suddenly no longer needs his glasses
2: yeah um, <laughs> his vision is healed
0: they, they, they did it in um, spy kids mm-hmm. they did it in and this is probably my favorite example is um, in the Liam Neeson movie nonstop mm-hmm. um, one of the characters <laughs> who um, you know he's like this this guy he's got glasses and he's kind of timid. And then the big reveal is he takes off his glasses and, like, cleans them. It's like, oh, my God, that's the bad guy.
2: My God, and, uh, he can see.
0: <laughs> he can see the glasses were a front. We're all doomed. Um, and I thought that, you know, Seth Green removing his glasses was like, oh, my God, that's the tell. Yeah. Um, but, of course, then it ends up not being that case. But uh, I, I just wanted to point out that that's probably my, one of my favorite movie tropes ever is because it's so stupid. Yeah. Um, it's, I always it's, think about that
2: for um, – dramatic reveals like when like there's a scientist who discovers something like he'll take off his glasses and be like, by god <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah
2: um, um but yeah that, that's always fun
0: i yeah overall i seth green was fun in the movie and he did it his performance uh, was really good
2: i disagree <laughs> but sure but you, don't, you don't like him i thought i disliked him i thought there's
0: really nothing to him in this film and i like there's seth nothing green. to yeah, there's nothing to him, but Seth Green does bring his A game to the movie.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he's doing some really goofy and interesting things in this, I thought. I mean, I like when he it's was... just his character has no yeah. utility for the plot.
2: That's the thing, yeah, is that like yeah. I don't I don't blame him. It's just like he really literally could not really do much of anything with this character. Like you say it is kind of a means through which the plot kind of advances for Velma. I mean you could
0: totally excise him from the movie and it would nothing would change.
2: Pretty much, yeah. yeah. It would just it would just take out Velma's subplot which is just kind of weird to begin with, because it's just, like, I don't know. I mean, like, we kind of, like...
1: Those cowards won't let
2: Velma date
1: Shaggy. Well, <laughs> or be I was going to say, I mean,
2: I always just think she's a lesbian, but, like, it was, like, in the last movie, in 2002's one, we already established that she has an interest in men.
1: What happened to that guy? I don't know.
2: I'm more curious to know what happened to Mary Jane.
1: Because
2: <laughs> I like Mary Jane, and it's just, like, she just, she's gone. I guess she was just a summer fling. Um, but... Yeah, I was gonna say the the addition to this cast I really really enjoy is Frank Boyle, who I think is Peter sorry, Boyle. Sorry, <laughs> yes, uh, <laughs> right. Peter Boyle, uh, who uh, uh, unfortunately is no longer with us. But he, I think he gets some good material in this. But like even when his material isn't really that good, he just sells like every line in a way that I think makes even some like kind of like Kohan lines are pretty funny. But my favorite one is, like you said, you mentioned the Bush scene where it's like them, you know, like trying to sneak up (laughs) on him. And then like he turns around and says something along the lines of, uh, what was it? Uh, Dang, Bush is yelling at me again. (laughs) Yeah, because Scooby
1: screams into the can.
2: (laughs) Right. (laughs) Which I just think is such a a funny, yeah. (laughs) Damn, Bush is yelling at me again. (laughs) (laughs) Implying that it happened once before. Peter was such
0: a gifted actor. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, and as as David pointed out, uh, when uh, a month or two ago, um, he also just looks like a to right. be Yeah. That's
2: uh, so. I'm I'm kind of bummed they didn't do more with him, uh, just because yeah. I think he's great and uh, I think when, he he brings. When did Peter aid,
0: Boyle pass?
2: I think like 2009. It was like,
0: yeah, that it, right. it, it's it okay. been a little
2: bit. Like I was trying to think. Like yeah. uh,
0: maybe they didn't use him as much because he was ailing, but that might not be the case.
2: I mean, I don't really know, but i, I he was—you, I mean, he was still doing. I think uh, everybody loves Raymond at this point. Like it was, it was still going on. It was still going oh, on. Okay. So, but I just looked up. Actually, he passed fairly recently. Afterwards, he died in two thousand six. So. Okay. Um. But uh, speaking of people not being utilized to their full potential, Tim Blake Nelson is in the movie, and when <laughs> I saw his name in the credits, I was like, oh boy. I didn't remember Tim Blake Nelson was in this. This is going to be great. And then he showed up for, like, one scene, like, a, a flashback. Then he was generally absent for, like, an hour.
1: Yeah, he's not
0: really in this movie.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, no,
0: he, I, I had that exact same reaction, Will, because, like, you know, I saw him, had like he had, like, sixth billing on, in the <laughs> opening credits. Right. And he's gotten, like, what, maybe three minutes of screen time?
2: I would be generous to say five, but, yeah. <laughs> because he does have a dance at the end during the credits but yeah oh yeah <laughs> um yeah, I, he... I don't
0: count in credits dances sure yeah nope. they, they're those, off the table those are um, against my religion
2: <laughs> um uh but yeah I, I i was definitely disappointed by the the stark lack of um tip like nelson in this movie if you're gonna cast him make, make good use of him but he got paid so I'm. i'm i'm yeah. fine with it <laughs> um and then Alicia Silverstone, which apparently Chris, you're not, not the biggest fan of Alicia Silverstone. We we found out.
0: No, I don't. I don't think she's a great actress. And which
2: is uh, surprising to me, at least.
0: I mean, clueless she was fine in, but this right, and you know, Batman, she's great. And Robin, and it just kind of bugs me. I don't know.
2: Okay. Like yeah. it, even even
0: when I was a kid, I kind of pegged her as the secret bad guy from the beginning. Um, okay. Why, well, yeah. Kind of I mean ours.
2: they 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 make it very obvious the mystery of the film. <laughs> is even more apparent than I would say the first movie because they they they're it's sugar true, feeding yeah. they're sugar feeding at the children um but yeah I, I I don't know i mean I don't think this is her 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 peak her best performance of anything but I don't know I'd like, i like I think she's a good actress, and I thought she did fine with what she was given here i mean um, you know it's
0: also it's, it's, it's roger Gosnell as a as a director sure um, which it, uh i gotta yeah. i gotta have my uh once per episode, dunking on Raja Gosnell. Yeah. Sure, I was going <laughs> yeah, this uh, year's thing thing. I think um, Chris dunks on yeah, Raja Gosnell. I was gonna
2: say yeah, because I felt like I don't know how you guys felt about this, but this movie felt more Raja Raja Gosnell esque to me than the yeah. first one.
0: Which is funny because like I, I really love some of the cartoony elements in this, and you know I think that uh, Raja really has an understanding of some, some of the aesthetic and the. Um, tempo of the cartoons and how he directs some of the scenes, like the sneaking the sneaking parts, the the reactions that Scooby and Shaggy have. It's all very overblown in a way that was very pleasant in, in remembering the the cartoons.
2: Yeah. Um but what do you have to say about that Matt?
1: Um about Raja Gosnell or uh, just about Uh anything. <laughs> Whatever you feel like talking okay. about. I have a handful of notes about the second movie, though. I do on the subject of Raja Gosnell. Because of Chris's continued dunking on him, um, it it was at the point when I started this movie and on the screen it said, directed by Raja Gosnell, I laughed. because I wasn't sure if he directed the second one as well. And, um, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, um, at the beginning of this movie, Seth Green falls in slow motion. Yeah. uh, And it's the most 2004 movie joke I've ever seen.
0: Oh, yeah. When I saw this movie in 2004, (laughs) I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, um, I was also like 16 years younger, but, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, um, I agree. It's it, that's a super early 2000s joke.
1: Yep, yep. It was in everything because it was like, oh, we can do slow mo now. Would mm-hmm. it be funny if we used it to make the person fall?
0: Um, Which is funny because the first movie has like really garbage slow mo where
1: right just, yeah. they reduce the
0: frame rate. <laughs> and they do it so much in the last third of that, of the, of the 2002 yeah. movie. Yeah. They just slow down the frame rate, and it looks like total butt. And mm-hmm. uh, in this one, they're utilizing that new technology, like you said.
1: Yeah. Um, I just have a couple other little quick notes. Um, in the scene where Shaggy and Scooby are trying to dress like detectives, um, the outfit that Shaggy is wearing is just a green version of Shred... of, of, of Shred... <laughs> <laughs> of fred's exact outfit mm-hmm. uh from the original cartoon i thought you're gonna say shrek I
0: thought you were gonna say Shrek. <laughs> <Shrek's
1: here. laughs> freudian slip i yeah. suppose um when they go to the spooky mansion uh, the the black knight's house uh it should be night or like at least dusk or something it's like daylight when they get there
2: yeah that's a little weird
1: because they did such a good job with making that mansion like look like a classic scooby-doo mansion but it's just, like,
0: in maybe, broad daylight.
2: Maybe that's Raja Gosnell's gift to the production designer. He's like, we can't hide this at night. We gotta bring the daylight out.
0: No, he, he just no, ha- like, he well, hasn't learned how to um, color grade yet.
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he just... because yeah, at the very
1: <laughs> least, like if they had to shoot it during the day, they could have at least like given the scene, like, a blue hue to make it feel darker or look sure. darker without the lighting. Um, but whenever they go when they fall down into the cage the, 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 like the ball cage you know what i'm talking about yeah yeah
2: um
1: that a first of all that's classic scooby-doo yeah um the line where they see the little girl and she mm-hmm. offers them cookies and then it pans over to the guys and like the, have you heard the good news yeah yeah and scooby replies yeah there's cookies, yeah, there's cookies. <laughs> that's a great yeah.
2: joke
0: <laughs>
1: yeah i
2: thought that I, I thought that was inspired as well and that gave me a chuckle
0: I in in reference to that uh falling into the cage scene I I I'm not quite sure if it was a CGI or editing gaff, but I know that Scooby-Doo um you know he like stays in place for a second but also when mm-hmm. the trap door first opens up for a second um all of them are kind of suspended in mid-air before they fall in
1: Oh yeah that was that was a cartoon
0: gag I think yeah yeah I, I took that cuz they
1: fall one by one mm-hmm.
0: yeah I also liked how you know later on in the movie with <laughs> Scooby Doo's trying to catch the control panel like a frisbee, and he sees the pterodactyl, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, "Oh yeah. crap!" And it's then he like like yeah, swims the... in midair to get to it faster. <laughs> yeah, it's a good joke. It's um, good. Yeah, you know, the, the 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 animators really brought their A game to this movie in in like styling this after a cartoon. Mm-hmm.
2: The only thing I just was gonna say before I forgot is that I still think it's kind of weird that the movie establishes that Jehovah Witnesses exist. In the Scooby Doo universe, which is kind of an odd touch,
1: yeah. Um, another thing that this movie establishes, and this is my last note, um, is that Shaggy went to college in this universe.
2: Yeah, and he experimented which, with drugs, which, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: I don't know. Just it's like when when did he go to college? I thought they started solving mysteries as teens. <laughs> well, that's the thing is, like, I,
2: I I don't get that either. It's like I don't, I generally don't know how old they're supposed to be in this movie. Like, are they in their early twenties? Are they in like their their late 20s i really don't they've got
1: to be late 20s in this one that's that's what i believe
2: right at least. i mean there's like kind of weird like it chapter two thing where they're like nostalgic and and revisit their like childhood home thing <laughs> so i don't know like i mean yeah. it could be like in their 30s at that point i really don't know yeah uh so chris do you have any notes about monster Unleashed least besides stuff yeah you already touched on
0: yeah i have some notes um I, I mentioned this before we started recording, but uh, the the part where Scooby is wearing Daphne's boots I, yeah, was yeah. really funny. Yeah, you were quite taken by that joke. <laughs> yes, and uh, the fact, also, you know, they build on that, that Daphne's offended not by the fact that Scooby's wearing her boots, but the fact that the boots do not match Velma's sweater. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, I, I, I do love the uh, potion sequence. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, it's great. Tasmanian Devil is great, really but my well. favorite... Element of that sequence was when Scooby is like he he becomes a scientist. He's like, mm-hmm. apparently, I've become in- t- incredibly intelligent. It's mm-hmm. awful.
2: <laughs> yeah, is his uh, <laughs> his flowers for Algernon moment.
0: Yeah, he's, he hates he that he's so smart dealt. all of a sudden. misses looking. He misses sniffing his butt and eating his vomit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh I am smart and yeah.
1: instantly is like oh no this isn't this yeah. is, this sucks. <laughs>
2: um I also find it amusing that every time uh Shaggy drinks a potion his outfit changes.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, whenever his arms deflate he grows sleeves. Right. I always noticed that as a kid.
0: And he has yeah, like a two top
2: that. when he has boobs.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Um just... I uh when they were trying to barricade the door uh against the black knight I thought that was really great cuz it's kind of sped up and um, yes,
1: yes, that was classic cartoon, classic too, cartoon showing up and handing them items for the barricade. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it's he's like, he's like, grab some, uh, grab some heavy Scoob. And Scooby's like just grabbing like pillows and stuff. Uh, <laughs> and then the black knight starts handing him stuff. And
1: yeah, that's oh, great. It's great. Like, it's great.
0: And, 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 and he goes, thanks. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I love that. Um, and, uh, let's see what else was there. Um, I didn't write oh. Uh the the substance to create the monsters is called Randomonium. Yeah. <laughs> I was very pleased I didn't I didn't uh know this for sure before watching it, but I was very pleased to see that James Gunn also scripted this uh sequel.
2: Yeah, I was yes. just about to say this one uh, I'd say more so than the first one feels a little bit more his influence. Like there's definitely yeah. studio stuff in this, but it feels like I mean, my biggest, besides it being more cartoonish, my my main thing is that this one feels a lot more certain of itself. Like, it's very clear at this one. They're yes, like,
1: it's confident. Yeah. Well,
2: not even that Agreed. it's confident that I just felt like this time they're like, okay, yeah, so we're we're just making a kid's movie. Like, we're not even going to try to, like, like. there's a couple of adultish jokes, but for the most part, like, there's no, like, tonal clash where it's, like, clearly a PG-13, potentially mm-hmm. our film being given the old dog's treatment and turned PG. Yeah, it's, it's,
1: it's more consistent right. in that regard.
2: I think that's what makes it probably a better film, even though I find it more forgettable overall. But um, yeah, yeah it, I, I do think James Gunn. It's also it's not paced very well. Yeah, but I was gonna say no. it, it, it does feel like James Gunn has a little bit more playfulness, given that it's like a sequel. He's like, okay, I can I can have kind of more like vignette stuff where I can
1: like. I'm just know. fascinated by this genre of sequel, or, or, or genre of movie where it's sequels. To a movie that are also based that they're both based on a property, and also the sequel isn't really a direct sequel to the movie before it. Yeah,
2: it's like a, like a mini reboot. Category- you mean?
1: Yeah, kind of like, like there's this is one the SpongeBob movie Sponge Out of Water is mm-hmm. one Garfield a Tale of Two Kitties is one. Yeah, it's it's like a so. very specific yeah. <laughs> type of sequel.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's certainly other examples of that, but yeah, it's like it it, it does kind of feel like. They're mildly rebooting it with the same
1: cast and filmmakers.
0: Yeah, it's like any um, universe, but not a direct continuation yes. of the story.
1: Yeah, yeah, but and this one's especially fun because it has it literally has a two in the name, right? <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, it does make me yeah because they don't really address anything that happened in the first movie. No, nope. um, I don't think they really address anything as far as I can recall. Like it's it's they don't yeah it's just all stuff related to the cartoon.
1: There's not even like a. The costume of Mondervius right. or something in the museum, like there were, there's an easy opportunity. Right. But
2: no. Um. Yeah. So that I I I definitely noticed as well, and I found that odd. But um, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It, it it is. I don't know if it's better or worse because of that, but it does make it. I agree. Kind of interesting in that respect. Um. Yeah. But my other note is that oh. um, Sorry. when
0: they unmask Alicia Silverstone, she like whips her hair around majestically after they take the (laughs) mask off. Yeah. I thought that was
2: funny. I was going to say, so, talking about the main cast, like, I think I still think Matthew Lillard's good, but I think he was a little better in the first movie. I think he gets the voice a little better this time, because it seems like he's a little bit more Casey Kasem in this. Like, it's a little bit higher Mm -hmm. pitched. It's a little little more, like, nasally in the way that, like, it seemed like he's been practicing it. Uh, Yeah. You know, and, and obviously he did a whole other movie with it. So I don't know. I don't. I don't know which performance I like. I think I'm more nostalgic for the first one. So sure. I might give that one the edge. Um, I thought Rayford Jr. was better in this one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He felt Despite more confident. The,
0: uh, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire hair.
2: Yeah, that was a weird <laughs> touch. But um, wig. I thought same thing with Sarah Jessica Parker. She seemed a little bit more confident. Uh, in This you one. Mean, uh, Sarah Michelle <laughs> Gell- Sorry, I keep doing <laughs> Sarah that. I don't Jessica know why this. I don't want it. Is. It's, it's it's that they're both Sarah's with three dreams, yeah. Yeah, i
0: would watch a Scooby Doo movie with Sarah Jessica Parker as, as Daphne.
2: That'd be a weird sure. show. That'd be a weird movie. But um, the only, I mean, I think Linda Cardellini is still great, but her performance here is a lot broader than it was in the first one, in a way that I found kind of distracting. And I think that's I I I don't blame her. I blame the direction because it seems like they yeah, like agree. They, they they made her like they they wanted Velma to be like. A bigger presence in this and like more goofy and it just felt odd to me like it, it just kind of took away from like like Vel- velma's more of like the straight woman in situations like she's like the reactionary character and the one that yeah you know and then like this one she's like you know doing kind of more Pratt foley things and like stuff like that and i just found that to be a really weird decision <laughs> uh mm-hmm. for a number of reasons but i don't know how do you guys feel about the the, the main cast and and this one compared to the 2002 one
0: I kind of like the uh, climax, how they each kind of had their own thing to do, and they, they yeah. kind of settled into their roles, um, but I would counter that question with, what are your thoughts on Cat Soup Velma?
2: Um, I, I mean, I didn't dislike it. I'll say that much.
0: <laughs> it, like a, like, it was weird how, far, how long they dragged the joke out. Yeah. Like, oh, haha, it's, it's tight leather, it makes a fart noise
1: yeah that was a weird touch uh, um yeah, yeah. My, my biggest question is when did she ditch it she unzipped it when yeah they she had got the uh the well we see her unzip it but they drive to the next location and she's back in her normal outfit
2: she took it off in the car i guess yeah i just don't know how she had a sweater and her regular yeah. outfit underneath that yeah but this is a world where people wear masks so i don't know i, I guess you shouldn't question <laughs> these things um Anything else in particular about? Um, well, well, I guess we'll just kind of do our general final thoughts on Monsters Unleashed. Just I'm kind of curious where you guys stand on it and how you compare it to uh, the 2002 one. And then we'll we'll briefly talk about Scoob. So Matt, why don't you start? How do you, I, I know we kind of already discussed that you've seen this one a little bit more and you're probably a little, bit, a little bit more nostalgic? But would you say this one's a better film or a weaker film compared to 2002's?
1: Um, I think that. The first movie is probably a little bit tighter. Yeah. In turn like, just because I think like it's more watchable It's more focused. Perhaps at least. Yeah, it's more focused. Um but I do think I like this one more, maybe in guilty pleasure sort of way. Um yeah, that's kinda where I stand. I think I like this one a little bit more, but I think the first one's probably a little bit better of a movie. That's fair. Uh Chris, how about you?
0: I agree. Um First one's probably a better movie, but I, I definitely laughed more at this one just because kind of how stupid it is. Like, I yeah, I actually first, got... First
1: one's a better movie, this one has better set pieces. Yeah, yeah, no, and
0: I, I, I actually got a genuine belly laugh because I for, totally forgot about this, is when um, Shaggy, Scooby, and Velma are sneaking towards the shack and there's the two skeleton things and Scooby lets out this, like, really robust fart. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's... <laughs> it's so sudden and it's, I, I, I actually it's, laughed it, out loud
2: it's unsettling that fart <laughs>
0: it's
1: it's like actually a good fart fart joke
0: yeah. <laughs> which is funny because Scooby says or Shaggy says he does that when he's nervous even though it's been established in the first movie that <laughs> gastrointestinal distress is something that Scooby and Shaggy yeah, are very well have, known for
2: they have it on command at that point yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 but I think just the uh, the timbre of that fart was uh, what did it for me. Sure. Um, but, you know, like, I I, la- I I laugh frequently at this sequel because it was so goofy and stupid. And um, it was nice, I think, to, to, be, to be real for a second. With everything going on right now in the world, it was nice to just watch something that was so goofy and carefree. And I know it got like a 22% on Rotten Tomatoes. But when I was watching it, I kind of found myself back at the moment when I first saw it, just kind of enjoying how silly and cartoony it was. Nice, yeah, man. That's
2: nice, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, as for me, I'm I'm kind of of two minds. Like, I, I guess I'm ultimately kind of mixed because I do agree. I think this is true to the spirit of the show. And I do think the moments, like the highest of this film, are definitely the highest of the two. Like when it works, yeah. I think this is definitely a lot more enjoyable. I think I laughed more. Uh, watching this than I ever did re-watching um, Scooby, Scooby-Doo, the 2002 one. Um, but I also think there's a lot of really, really lame stuff in this. Uh, like stuff that uh, the lows, I, I would agree, are, are the low of the series as well. So it's like, you know, it, it, it's a mixed bag in that respect. I can see why I mostly forgot about it because, like I said, it doesn't really have much of a plot. It's just more kind of little vignettes and different subplots that are just kind of connected uh, and mostly in homage to the original cartoon, but, and I also I think I prefer overall maybe the, the performances of the general cast in the first movie, but I do think the side characters in this are a lot more fun and enjoyable. And I also, I, I, I think I, I like the sets more in the first one, but I do think this one's a little bit more like appealing on the eye just because it has a little bit more fluidity with the camera work and it, it just feels like the CG is a little bit uh, better just because it's, it's newer um, so yeah, I don't I do I'm I'm of two minds. I guess talking about it now I feel like I'm more favorable of this one, but I feel like I'm gonna be in the same boat as I was before where I, I don't really remember it much in like sure. two months. Um so I don't know what that means exactly, but um I will say that I did get a good chuckle out of um seeing the dogs on the red carpet. <laughs> Uh, that was that was the other oh, yeah. that was the other joke that gave me a good laugh. Um,
1: I like shaggy stoner friends that are all sucking on lollipops, sure.
2: and he's like, "What's that <laughs> smell?" And yeah, <laughs> and then they just kind of let that joke hang because they can't tell hey! the roots of it. <laughs> yeah, like I kept waiting for them to be like, like they pull a barbecue or something like that. And he's just like, "Nope." You just smelled no, something. Just, there's just <laughs> well, there's smoke too. Right. There's smoke on screen. Yeah, <laughs> so that was a little weird touch. Uh, and the only other note is I thought they're better mystery solvers in this one. Like, it felt like... Yeah, they actually... Yeah, like... Detect. Um, because I was nervous when I was watching this that there was going to have... You know, like, I thought I was going to be kind of a hypocrite in that, like, you know, Shaggy and Scooby were kind of having this extended plot away from the gang, and, like, they were kind of solving mystery mystery uh, by themselves. And I was like, oh, no, is this is, like, the same thing I was complaining about in Scoob. And then they come together at the end, and it's like, okay, yeah. So they, 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 they still at least understand that, like, it it's a, it's a group effort and that they have to be a gang, which leads into... Uh a movie like I said we already talked about in depth on Cinemaholics but scoop is another movie that we all saw this month and uh if you haven't guessed already and and you tuned out when we were talking about it briefly uh I am just not a fan. I, I the more I think about it, the more I think it might be a genuinely terrible Scooby-Doo movie. But how have you guys felt I, since?
1: I think it's a bad Scooby-Doo movie but a just an okay movie. Yeah. Like it's it's watchable. But it's if you're looking for, like, an adaptation of the Scooby-Doo franchise, look to the 2002 yeah. and 2004 movies. Or even the
2: direct-to-DVD stuff. I haven't seen all of it, but, yeah, but like, yeah. at least, like, Zombie Island and, like, some of the other ones.
1: Mm-hmm. I, There's some true classics right. in there.
2: Um, A good recent one is Camp Scare. Okay, I haven't seen that one. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know if I've seen any of the recent animated ones besides this, this uh, Scoob <laughs> movie, but um, that, I'll take your word for it. But, um, Chris, how about you?
0: Um, you yeah, know, I agree, and I said this on Cinemaholics, but I think the, the fact that I paid $20 for rent a movie, um, kind of informed my initial, um, uh, opinion on it. Disdain. Sure. But it's like, <laughs> you know, like, you pay a lot of money for something, and so you kind of, psychologically, you kind of you wanna force like yourself it. to find a reason to justify that <laughs> purchase. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: But if I'm setting that aside and just looking at Scoob as a movie, I was really not satisfied with, uh pretty much anything that it did besides some of the visual gags.
2: Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm, I'm more, oh, sorry.
0: Oh, I was going to uh, say, some of the jokes were funny, like the, the Netflix joke and, you know, a couple of the things that I really can't even remember anymore. Sure. Um, but, you know, some of the visual gags were great because I, I think that if Warner Brothers Animation is good at a lot of things, but if I, gun to my head, one thing they do amazingly well is the visual gags and the and the fidelity mm. of the CGI, Um, and, and Scoob had a lot of that, especially in some of the visual gags. Uh, but the movie itself, it's, it's the same thing that Warner Brothers did with, uh, the DC universe is they put the cart before the horse in trying to make a mm -hmm. cinematic universe. Yeah.
2: That's, yeah, that's the main thing is that it just feels like it, yeah, it it just barely feels like a Scooby-Doo movie. It just feels like they're trying to establish a cinematic universe with the blue Falcon and all these other characters
1: so they just put their most popular right. and accessible exactly, hero Yeah. Exactly, right yeah. Yeah. Which imagine if they had done a straightforward Scooby-Doo movie with these new with this new cast, these new characters, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you do what Scoob actually was. Yeah. People would be so much more on board for it.
2: Well, I mean, I was thinking about this too when I was uh watching Monsters Unleashed and they had the little flashback moment. I'd be totally down for like a like prequel movie like like the first It movie. Where it's just them as adolescents, and they're solving their first mystery, and they become a gang.
1: Well, I've got great news oh, for you. Is there a well.
2: movie like that already?
1: There's a Scooby-Doo 3. Okay.
2: Oh, the high well school known. one. Yeah. yeah. I, I, yes. I,
1: it's called Scooby-Doo, The Mystery Begins. Sure. And in some circles, it's known as Scooby-Doo 3. Um, It was the working... I think sure. it was at some point going to officially be Scooby-Doo 3. But uh, it was direct to TV, and it was a Cartoon Network movie. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> if you think Scooby looks bad at me... Yeah, no, I've, I've seen pictures of that, yeah. It, Should we good. talk
0: about that one next week, or next month? Uh, sure. If you want to
2: watch it, go ahead, Chris. But uh, I'll probably pass on that one. But it, I'll uh, watch
0: it.
1: Sure. I'll watch it with you, Chris. Right. Uh, well, if you guys uh, watch, it, I'll probably check it out. But
0: One, one thing I, that really <laughs> struck me as weird with Scoob is that um, with them trying to build a cinematic universe, this is a kid's movie. It's, it's, it's really directly marketed at children. Right, but yeah. I guarantee you that no child knows who the hell Blue Falcon and Dirk, Dick Dashley are. Of course not. And yeah. I, I would, I would even venture to to, to guess that um, most children will be bored by this movie.
2: Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. I genuinely don't know who like who thought, hey, let's make our new hip anime movie centered primarily around 1968's Wacky Races. <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah,
0: like I, who's who is this movie for?
2: I don't know i i mean it's that's the question i asked on the the main episode and it's one that i still don't have an answer for and it's that that's the thing is that like the more i think about this movie like i i keep wanting to be like okay well at least i want i want to say like at least I like this i like that but i i really haven't found much of anything that i have really enjoyed or that i took away appreciating And it's like like matt was saying like it's not incompetent like it's not it's a messy film but it's not like entirely disastrous it but just it's watchable right but it just feels so empty to me especially upon reflection just feels like a wholly missed opportunity and i think and i think that annoys me more than if it was just incompetent like that's the thing is that like scooby-doo the 2002 one is i think a miss misbegotten film in my view but there's elements of it that work and there's elements of it that i remember not just from rewatching it but just i think stuff that works and that leaves impression and i think at least has respect and admiration uh for the source material and I just don't get that from Scoob. And I think that's what makes me so annoyed with it, especially upon reflection.
1: Well here's uh a quick little fun game we can do as just like sort of a wrap up sure. thing. Uh let's we'll do some favorites. So so like of the three Scooby Doo theatrical movies, which one has your favorite mystery machine?
0: Um the first two. One
1: the first two well the, there's a different machine in the second No, the, movie. Sec- the second movie Yeah, he's saying yeah oh you're saying the two limo. okay my mistake
2: i'm saying one okay.
1: okay i'm saying scoob i think scoob has the best
0: mystery machine okay i'm i'm saying the um. limo mystery machine in, in two <laughs> <laughs> nice oh that's
1: a fair choice yeah
2: that, that, was, that was actually kind of fun um
1: um favorite uh mystery like which of the three movies has the best mystery um, I
2: guess the first one, but I think I prefer the mystery solving elements of the second one.
0: I think the first one has the most unexpected reveal. Sure. But I agree, the second one has better mystery solving elements.
1: Well, we're all on the same page for that one because obviously Scoob doesn't have a mystery, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> which is one of its biggest it, faults. Yeah, which
2: disqualifies it from that category.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um,. How about best? I, I see this one. This one, I guess, is more just between Scoob and than the first two movies. But uh, best, let's say this: best use of Shaggy. Um, Shaggy's kind of the main character of all three one. movies. Yeah, first one. Can you say first one, Chris? Okay. I don't know. I Will? think I think I might go with the second one. I'd say second, me personally. Why is that?
2: Because it just felt like like he had more goofy fun. Like I like I remember more of the Shaggy antics in two. Maybe just because I just rewatched it as opposed to like the first one, just like him hanging out with Scoob in the van and like them farting and burping. <laughs> but like, there's not a lot of like shaggy ass elements. Otherwise, he's like you know just is a part of the team. Besides that, and this felt like there was like a lot more standout solely Shaggy Scooby-Doo moments.
0: Actually, yeah, you know what? I'll give you I'll, I'll give you it. I'll say the second one too. Okay.
1: And we won't do it for all of the gang members, but we'll 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 say best best Scooby. Which which one which of the three movies has your favorite Scooby? Uh, first
2: one. First one.
1: Chris. Uh, second one.
2: Just as just as a character, animation-wise, yeah. I have to say uh um I don't know.
1: Oh yeah, animation-wise it's Scoob, right? But um although Scooby dude has the Garfield issue in in Scoob where he has no butt yeah <laughs> it's strange but uh i'm with chris though i think i like scooby best in the second movie because like i said earlier i think he's really cute in the second movie yeah
0: i know that the real clincher is when he's uh singing into the toilet bowl. <laughs> yeah
1: um any other thing that you want to like pick your favorite of the three
2: uh i'd say velma's my favorite in the first movie yeah uh, Daphne's my favorite in the second one Fred's my favorite in the second one. Um
0: I thought that Fred's arc in the second one was kind of forced. Yes. His yeah. whole like being scared is for Wimps thing, it kinda of, kinda of comes out yeah. of left field. It, oh yeah, it's there's no setup for it.
2: <laughs> and there's no real payoff for it either. It just kinda of happens no. and yeah. <laughs>
1: it's like mentioned twice.
2: Yeah. Um he he's kinda of sat in the van once. <laughs> 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 Uh, I don't know if there's any other things. Um, did we talk Best Villain? villain? I was gonna say. Best
1: Villain? No, yeah. It's-
2: um, I might actually go Scoob.
1: I also might go
0: Scoob. Yeah, I agree. Because even though nobody knows who Dick Dashley is, um, <laughs> that was an inspired performance. Right. And correct me if I'm wrong, doesn't he just yell Dick multiple times in a row? At yeah. Some point in yeah.
2: He's like, Jack, Jack, Jack.
0: Like That was yeah. funny. Um, uh, so yeah, I'll go with Scoob as well.
1: Yeah, it seems like we're in pretty much agreement across Is, our
0: opinions of these three
1: movies. Anything that's
2: we wildly why we work so disagree? Altogether. Yeah, <laughs> anything we anything we wildly disagree on with these three movies? I'm trying to think. Uh, I
0: don't
2: think so. Just in terms, uh, at least comparing them. Uh, Birds of a
1: feather we flock together. Sure, there. yeah. Yep.
2: That's a nice. <laughs> that's a nice way to end things, I suppose. On on the same note, <laughs> brothers in arms uh (laughs) three amigos riding into the sunset caballeros yeah three caballeros caballeros. caballeros. i don't know i think i think both qualify but yeah (laughs) either way uh this is an extended episode of the show and i think it's plenty time that we wrap it up unless you guys have any notes on any of the three movies we discuss uh speak now if
1: you want to hear more thoughts like we said at the beginning check out this week's cinemaholics yeah i'll put a link in the show notes Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, I mean, we really go in depth in that, and like I said, I've only grown more negative on that film since then. So,
1: <laughs> I'm I will say this: I am planning to rewatch that in the near future. Because well, you did I, buy it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I bought it, and uh, my roommates haven't watched it, and they expressed some interest just because it's a new movie. Sure. Um, and so if I have any different thoughts, or if I like it more or less, I guess I'll mention it next month.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah. I guess. Um, for that, for that, with that in mind, I guess we'll uh, we'll wrap it up until whatever we do for next month, which will probably be a lot more focused on 2002 Scooby Doo for better or for worse and maybe uh, the third movie. Yeah, yeah. I guess we just tease that. <laughs> so if we remember that, um, I, I'll hold you two accountable for that because I yeah, probably I it forget. Down. Um, well, it's
1: it is on Boomerang, and I do have Boomerang, so <laughs> yeah. Happy to share that log. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to remember. I'm
2: just trying to remember if I've seen that one. I think I did. Right, that, that's even more forgettable for me than the second one so i don't
1: well yeah. you'll be happy to know that it also has its own sequel <laughs> really there's a
2: is that the one with uh yeah. velma and daphne no uh,
1: no that's a separate okay. live action thing okay uh, there's two of the tv too, movies. too many
2: the first one is the Mist too many things i can't keep up with all this
1: <laughs> welcome to scooby yeah sorry but we we're saying
2: there's a sequel
1: Oh yeah, there's there's Scooby Doo, the mystery begins, and then there's Scooby Doo, the curse of the lake monster. Okay,
2: um, yeah, I don't know, I I I I can't attest to that film because I either I haven't seen it or I don't remember it. But I would still rather just see Pipsqueak gang solving their first mystery as kids. Like I want to I want to yeah. put that in the ether. I think it's a fun idea, and I think the movie a
1: pup name they should make a pup named Scooby Doo style movie. Right? Yeah,
2: just only like like uh, like basically like the Peanuts version of. The Scooby Gang, where just them as kids having fun and solving their first mystery. I think they tease that in Scoob, and I think that's an idea worth pursuing if they're going to make 15 million more Scooby-Doo movies. (laughs) I think that's a a one avenue worth exploring. But I'm no Hollywood producer. I can't can't will that movie into existence, so I'll just have to throw it out in the ether and see if it happens. But with that, I think we've exhausted our time talking about Scooby-Doo for this month. So I'm Will. I'm Matt. I'm Chris. And remember, kids.
1: It ain't ogre. Till it's ogre. All right. Goodbye everybody. Bye-bye. Bye bye. So much to do, so much to see, so much to do, so much to see, so much to do,
2: so much to see, so much to do, 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 so
0: much to see. Hey school, that was fun. Let's grab another skateboard and like do it again, huh?